Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Hey, welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. We were just talking about Natasha's nipples before uh, the red light that says on air that glowed. But uh, how are your nipples, Tosh? <laughs> They're good. They're yeah. really good. They are perky. I'll tell you that right now. I've been a little All, sick lately, and I haven't really wanted anyone to uh, touch them. Anyone? Yeah, anyone. Well, let me just say about your nipples in general, they are perky, and all of my friends agree. Well, thank you. I take that as a huge compliment. My surf chat uh, text thread, my video game chat text thread, they all think that the pictures are that suggest perky nipples. Um, I've been thinking a, a lot about something, Natasha, lately. Well, first of all... I got a few things to say to you. I want to say congratulations on uh, FMY. I don't know what that is. Your four movie year. Oh and my god! I just know. I just think that's really cool. That I don't know if our listeners know, but for Natasha, this was a four movie year. Um, the year you, it's January, honey. Well, last it's year February. last year was a four movie year. Twenty twenty two was a four movie year for you. Mm, and um, you know, there's a lot of talk about EGOTs. That's the Emmy, Grammy. Tony and Oscar. Mm-hmm. Or Oscar and Tony if you want to do it in the right order. Right. You can do it like that. Or too. you could call it an egg toe. <laughs> I actually won the egg toe at the county fair. The egg toe? It was the egg toss. That's what we called it. We would we would uh, shorten it. But uh, just it's it means a lot to me as a husband to be uh, with a, a woman that's in a four movie year and a book, four movie and a book. And I just wanted to say that I four don't... Four movies in a book that took four years. And I wanted to say that I don't resent the fact that tonight, as we tape this podcast, you have a sold-out show at Largo here in Los Angeles to promote your book. 
and it's all about uh, you and your book and parenting and stuff like that. And I am not, I was not asked to be on it, but, but, but Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso <laughs> is doing a spot. Um, no, Moshe, here's the thing. Yeah, Having it's not a big you deal. do a spot on my show, it comes with another huge stress for me. Yeah, that you to- can't follow me? No, that then I have to find a babysitter because you don't really help with that. Right. So you're I'm just like, be, okay, let's go. Yeah, I'm like, so no, who's no. watching the kid? No problem. So I'll be here doing Mr. Mom duty, wiping her butt or whatever, while you're out getting absolutely creamed by the cast of Ted Lasso. <laughs> so that's fine. I, I actually don't. That doesn't bother me. Um, it doesn't bother me much. Um, it is kind of funny because the show tonight is uh, Chelsea Peretti, dear friend, parent, um, Judd Apatow, parent. You know, uh, and and friend, um, Zach Alphanakis, famous man, parent, and then and then just handsome actor Car- Brett Goldstein, not a parent, just a guy who looks nice and has nice eyebrows. And I wonder if that was deliberate to to cuck me out. You know, that's my show. I didn't. You book know, the Ted show. Lasso's my jam. <laughs> Moshe, just get over it. Watch our kid. Do what mothers have been doing since the beginning of time. What? Watching um, fa- famed screen actors uh, plow their uh, wife in a green room? No. Uh, you know, su- submitting their own... Submit? You want me to submit? Yeah. Okay, I can submit. Um, speaking of submission, um, there was a submission in my DMs. This is going to be my last point. My last little zinger for you. Yeah. Um, somebody submitted something into my DMs. You know that there was a recent um, there was a recent ar- article in the New Yorker this this week's episode. Uh, you know that I read every religiously read every issue of the New Yorker because of how erudite and educated I am. Um, what I do is I wake up, I drink a single origin shade grown bean. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I will read the New Yorker mm-hmm. and then I'll flip on All Things Considered. That's kind of my morning, you know. Me, you, Terry Gross, every morning. Yep, and then I and then I listen to um, NBA Young Boy and Blueface. See, that's funny. This is really funny for our listeners because what's really happening every morning is Moshe is just completely zoning out on World Star, just listening to people argue about masks. That's right. That's what's really. And I'm a, like, can you turn it down? Our daughter's really right here. Out. I'm trying to make her oatmeal. Can you please stop it? My issue is that I take 45 minutes for my brain to boot up. Mm. You know, and I just, I'm not functional in the morning. I'm just a blob. You think I want to be functional at 7.20 a.m.? It's not about want. Yeah, I make myself do it. I can't, I wish I could. God, I wish I could. Lord, I wish I could. I wish that I was half the man you are. Yeah, isn't that called manning up? I wish I could. What would you do if I wasn't there? You would just sit and ignore the kid? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. For an hour, the first hour? I said 45 minutes and then I'm good to go. And then I'm booted up. I'm suited and booted. So you basically need to stare at your phone for 45 minutes upon I can up. stare into just a window. Back in the day before there were phones, that's what I would do. I would just stare out the window. Really? Mm-hmm. Somebody once told me they were uh, talking to a drama writer and they were a comedy writer. And the comedy writer was like, I don't even know what you do. What you do. I just, I, drama writing is so impressive to me. And the drama writer was like, are you kidding? Our job is easy. You guys have to end every scene with a joke. All we have to do is have a character stare out a window. <laughs> 
All right, but this is what I wanted to say. The New Yorker had a new issue come out, and it's the etiquette issue, and it's got all these um, answers, all these questions about thorny etiquette um, um, of 2023, like how do you deal with COVID? What if you misgender someone? How to re- how to recover from a misgendering? And they have all these, um, and they have all these. Uh, our producer found that pretty funny, but I don't find that kind of stuff funny. I find misgendering to be a real problem. But our um, our uh, somebody submitted one of the things to me. Oh my God! Is this like only tip ten percent at lunchtime in certain parts of West LA? Never purposely wake a sleeping romantic partner. Never, never do that. Even if you have kids, never do it. No, never I do disagree it. Disagree with that. I'm sure that was written by a man without kids. Never do it. I I don't make the rules. I just report them. Okay, well, I disagree. Never. It's not like you're waking me up to care for the child, honey. You wake me up so that I'm not sleeping anymore. Well, I need your help. No, that's not always it. it a lot of it is. Like what this about- morning. I'm I'm feeling sick. I got a big show tonight. Yeah. Yeah, you got I know you got a big show. You're going to get a fucking red flag for flirtation with the cast of Ted Lasso. Oh my god. What's up? <laughs> you Yeah. slept in and I told our kid to go wake you up instead. Well, because I wanted to sleep in cuz I'm still sick. Yeah, but I was actually sleeping. I wanted to rest my my voice. I was actually sleeping in because I was unable to sleep in our bed. Because you had sweat on your side of the bed, because you are a hot sleeper, that is true, and you had then moved over to my side of the bed, so that when I crawled into bed after four hours of playing video games, yeah, I had some important stuff to do. I had to catch up in the narrative of the Last of Us video game to episode three of the Last of Us TV show on the game The Last of Us that I already played ten years ago, but I got the PlayStation Five version of to see it again. Mm-hmm. I had important stuff to do last night. Well, the point is, I didn't know that you were gone. I yeah. mean, I didn't know that you were coming back. I thought. What you do were you? S- where do you think I would go? In our daughter's room, because me and the daughter were sleeping in our bed because we both were sick. But right, and you have COVID, and you're going oh, to do a show God. tonight. I don't have COVID. I'm no longer contagious. This is like two weeks of a preschool code cold that I got from my You're in preschool? From my kids preschool. <laughs> you got to grow up, honey. 2 weeks ago. I keep telling you you got to grow up and get out of preschool. All right, listen, can we just take a call? Let's take a call, but I just thought you should know the New Yorker says you shouldn't wake me up for any reason. I'll consider it. All things considered. This is All Things Considered with Natasha Legero and Moshe Kasher here on NPR. All right, let's take a call. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Have you ever thought about taking out a very large life insurance policy on me? Uh, to be honest, I have. Well, I would recommend that you go to Fabric by Gerber Life. They've got great rates, and they will hook you up with the payout when you eventually murder me, Natasha. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com honeymoon. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Like we said, less than 10 minutes, you could be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash honeymoon. That's meetfabric.com slash honeymoon. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash honeymoon life insurance is a good idea we all will die one day and you should get paid like a motherfucker with fabric.com slash honeymoon policies issued by western southern life assurance company not available in certain states prices subject to underwriting and health questions 
Hey, Tosh. Yeah, you know, I feel dirty, and I wonder if you could tell me a way to clean myself. Well, by myself, I mean our entire house without wasting a bunch of single-use plastic bottles. Ugh, so annoying. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet. Now, this stuff is so easy. It comes to you in these little tablets. They're kind of long, so you can fit them in the in the bottles. The bottles are reusable. They're super cute. Everyone's like a slightly different color, like the bathroom cleaner is blue, the everyday cleaner is yellow, the kitchen cleaner is pink, and then you just, when it's all done, or all you do is stick the little tablet in, you fill it up with water, and then you got it for like three months. And then when it's done, you just put another tablet in. Yeah, it's awesome. It's we so use it. easy. We use it for our dishwashing uh, detergent. We use it for our laundry detergent. We use it for cleaning around the house. From cleaning sprays to hand soap, toilet bowl cleaner, and laundry tablets, all Blue Land products are made with clean ingredients that you can feel good about. And you'll feel good about this too. They've got a special offer, Blue Land does, just for Endless Honeymoon listeners. Get 15% off your first purchase of any product and get... Your year started right. Try their a Clean Essentials Kit, which has everything you need to get started. Three bottles of cleaners, the ones I talked about, plus a bottle of hand soap. They all come in beautiful light scents, such as iris agave, fresh lemon, and eucalyptus mint. So to get 15% off your first order, go to blueland.com slash honeymoon. That's 15% off your first order right now when you go to blueland.com slash honeymoon. That's blueland.com slash honeymoon. Natasha, I have a question for you as we wait for our, our guest. Of the popular comedians in the world, who is your least favorite personally and comedically? Who do you dislike? <sighs> Good question. Yeah. Who's somebody that is really popular in the public eye, but do you have um, a secret, harbor a secret hatred towards? Um, <clears throat> I would never say that on film what why not it'd be fun for our listeners that's not my style oh okay okay you want to know who mine is yeah bill cosby <laughs> i just don't care for the guy i gotta be honest i do not care for the guy he's not popular anymore he i mean he's very famous that's true you don't remember the cosby show Moshe. do you remember the cosby show yes serious i do question. okay i just wanted to know did he did i tell you he asked me to open for him no, he didn't. The cause, yeah. <clears throat> he called and asked if I would open for him on his new tour. And I said, no, I'm a feminist. So that's that's kind of cool. I said no. All right. Well, listen, uh, this is hilarious, Moshe, but I, we're going to actually take a call. Let's call him. From some serious people named Kathy and Sasha in New York City. Now, I do wonder if Sasha is another woman or someone named Alexander who goes by the nickname Sasha. Is Sasha a nickname for Alex? Alexander. Sasha? In Russia. What the fuck is going... First they invade Ukraine, now this? It's nothing but crimes against humanity. Uh, you were right. Um, Sasha. Ask him what it's a nickname for. Sasha, can you hear us? <laughs> yes. Is hey. your name really Alexander? Uh, no, it's really Sasha. <laughs> is that a thing that you've heard of before? That Sasha is a diminutive of Alexander? Yeah, my whole life. Uh, I always have to, unfortunately, just explain to people that my parents just wanted me to grow up tough and strong and get oh, beat up more for some reason. Oh, you think you're like a boy named Sue? You're like a boy named <laughs> yeah, Sasha? I think, a, I think oh. it's a boy named Sue kind of thing. Okay, gotcha. All right. How can we help besides that childhood trauma bring up? <laughs> yeah, maybe we need to. Maybe that's related. Um, so we live in New York City. And love um, it. 
Never we sleeps. We live in an apartment, huh? Never sleeps, that city. Moshe's playing right. a character who's like a dumb person who only <laughs> no. says things that are obvious. <laughs> that's me. Oh, that's you? Yeah, okay, this is the real me. I'm Moshe just... is a dumb person. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> um, so we live in an apartment that is like a house that's been converted into apartments. Tight. Okay, so yeah, so there's a guy in the basement and then we're on the first floor and then there's other people on the second floor. You mean and... like a townhouse that's been converted kind of thing? Um, it's well, it's in Queens. You've probably kind of seen that style where it's like it probably was uh, a one family home at some point, but I see. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I know where I, I've stayed in one of these and I know what's up. I mean, you're talking yeah. down to us as New Yorkers, but I was actually born in Queens. So I moved out of Queens when I was nine months old. I kind of get it. You know what I mean? Queensbridge, Nas, KRS. Isn't it called the Queensboro Bridge, Moshe? No, Queensbridge is what. Real hip hop people like me call it a Queensbridge, the neighborhood. Queensbridge houses, baby. Yeah, you cool, tough you, guys. You guys are sound embarrassing right now. Uh, well, you you tell Nas that. Okay, go ahead. So you live in a in a in a house that's been converted. Yeah, and some new people moved in upstairs during the pandemic. Mm. A couple, and um, they like right out the gate started complaining about noise from down here. Um. <laughs> First one was that our bathroom fan apparently shakes their floor. Um, so we stopped running the bathroom fan. They were complaining about uh, Sasha plays guitar. They were complaining about his guitar sound. So he turned that down. Then they were complaining about our TV sound. So we turned that down. So we've mm. tried to accommodate everything, but things went a little bit too far a couple weeks ago um, when we were having sex in the afternoon and I think their bedroom is directly above our bedroom. I think their layout is the same as ours. And at first we heard a TV in the bedroom turn up really, really loud. And we kind of thought it was funny. But then the next time we went into our shared hallway, there was a typed out letter put <laughs> under our door. I Will you hate read it? these people. Read it to us. Read it to us. <laughs> It's it's typed and dated and yeah they printed it out. They went and got it notarized at mailboxes etc. Probably <laughs> exactly. And every other request for us to be quiet was via text. So this is like they're documenting this. Yeah. <laughs> um. Will you are, are you comfortable reading? It looks short enough to read. Will you read it to us? Oh yes, yeah. I will read it. It's so it says hi there. We would really appreciate it if you could please be considerate of us as neighbors when engaging in your activities in this house, whatever they may be. (laughs) As you yourself have stated, the walls in this building are very thin. We make great effort to ensure discretion and would appreciate the same on your part in order to avoid exposing us to noise we really don't want to be hearing and related awkwardness and embarrassment all around. Thank you in advance for your cooperation and then their names. Okay, here's my advice. Cease all contact with them, block their number, and just continue. You guys are cool. Just continue to be mindful. Don't have it above 50. You know, it's like you, that, you guys made a mistake. You like started acquiescing. I, I'm with you did Natasha the first here. thing. Then you did. I mean, running the bathroom fan, they need to call they're fucking the landlord and have him figure something out. Like that's not your problem. You have every right to not smell your husband's shit. So it's like, (laughs) but they have every, but but they have every right to not hear her husband come. 
<laughs> no, they don't. No, they, they don't. But that felt like the funniest thing to say in that moment. Okay. I'm Good. just saying like, we, you know, I'm sure we've talked about this before. We had a similar situation. And the second you, you spark um, interaction with these people yeah. or you spark the correspondence or you, you know, they all of a sudden think it's like free reign to dump on you. And it's yeah. like, then they're going to be like, um, I, we had a woman who was telling us she was knocking on our door at three in the morning saying she could hear our pool pump. And then she came back the next day and was like, I hear the pool pump again. And it was literally, I was vacuuming. Yeah, it was a vacuum. And it's like, I, you know, and it's just these people like nothing. They, and they might have like super, super sonic hearing. And if you do run into them in the halls and they confront you, which I don't think they will because they're a little pussy, pussy bitch people. And they're just going to do their correspondence, talk about it instead of having sex every night and, you know, text you and do their little thing. They're probably not the kind of people who are going to confront you. But if they do just say, yeah, we're doing the best we can. You know, it's really hard. You know, we'll, we'll keep trying. I, that's that's what I would do. I, uh, yeah, I would just really diminish, diminish, diminish because that's the kind of thing that's going to drive you crazy. They're trying to use I, uh, the language in there that in, we're trying to use discretion. What do they mean? Trying to use discretion? You guys were fucking. Like what? What is the? I other- mean, are you screaming while you're fucking? I guess I should have asked. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it was. You look I, like a I don't screamer. Think it was unreasonable. Actually. It wasn't different than most other times. I don't think it was a particularly good performance I mean, on my part. Well, you were <laughs> to be fair. You were playing guitar while doing it, just to kind it of was, get yeah, all yeah. of your skills. But I mean that that language bothered me so much, and they're like, "We're using discretion." What's the alternative? That they put a poster up and go, "You they have sex." I mean, it's just like what what's the non discreet version of their complaint? They're trying to shame. I did that. That I really didn't like. They're trying to like shame you based on the fact that you ought to be embarrassed that as a couple you're having sex, which is what couples are supposed to do. Uh, this is why. Don't li- you think though anything they say yes. to them, if you guys write out a letter, it's I, like I uh, thought. Uh uh-uh, uh, do not. This do is that. why living in New York City is a indignity. You know, this is this is this. We have the same problems in L.A. This is the problem though. You're right. In, what did you have neighbors before they moved in? Yes. And no complaints. Never. No, Roche right. so, and I had a neighbor who was saying they could smell like the the Ben Gay that that someone was using in the bathroom that the vent went up to these their These people are insane. People are just crazy and they have supersonic smelling hearing. They're never going to stop. So, yes, I am with Natasha fully on this. You guys fucked up by ever turning the fan down, but you didn't know. That's your, to your credit, you didn't know you were dealing with crazy people. You thought you were dealing with somebody asking you not to use the fan. And you go, oh, maybe the fan is loud. We'll just stop using that. But now they've revealed themselves to you. Yeah. I remember when I moved to, to Los Angeles, I lived, I felt bad. I lived in this very, very like young, like the hipster neighborhood at, right at Sunset Junction in Silver Lake. And I lived next door in paper thin apartment to this old cu- couple who had clearly lived there a long time, and they asked me if I could keep it down after seven. And I said, no. Like, I'm sorry that this neighborhood has changed. I didn't say this, but I'm sorry this neighborhood has changed, but, like, young people live here now. Like, it just doesn't make sense to ask somebody to live... And what's the legal... um, What's the... I mean, people start construction at my house every single day. I think Sunday they don't, but Saturday for sure, at 6.59 a.m. Right. Every single day. And today... Two blocks away, I heard speakers, uh, the guys who are working on another building that is being put up, they were just blaring music. And what can so, I do? So you what, know? Are you, what are you wondering about? Should you respond? Or what are you, what's your question? 
Uh, well, yeah, we haven't responded yet. And we were wondering, A, if we should at all, like if we should say anything along the lines of like, this is a bridge too far, this is way out of line or anything like that. If they confront you, you should say something. You should say, we're just living our lives. We're doing the best we can. We have to be able to do our stuff. So sorry, we can't help you. It's unfortunate I would, that the walls are so thin. I would amend it. I would amend Natasha's suggestion if you do res- decide to respond. Probably, no, I'm saying if they come up to them. Right. Probably the right choice is to ignore it. But see, the problem is you've already allowed them into your into a dialogue. So they will go, did you not get our note? So <laughs> I think maybe you're going to have to respond. And here's how I would respond. This is how I responded to the, the lady with the super hearing. I said to her, I've done all of the things that I'm willing to do to help. I For you guys, we stopped using our fan. Sasha turned his guitar down. And I would recommend using the words having sex in the letter to make them uncomfortable because they're trying to do this thing to make you uncomfortable by like, you know, suggesting that they they actually know what kind of naughty thing you've been up to. I'd say, you know, we're a couple, so we're going to keep having sex. I would put that in there. Do not put any of this in writing. Can I draw a picture of it on the note? I would. I would make them. You would write them a letter? If they write another letter, which they're going to. I would put the onus of discomfort on them because they're trying, like I'm saying. No, they're just going to send them another letter. Let me just finish my thought. I would say, we've turned down the fan for you. We've turned down the guitar for you. We are a couple and couples have sex and we are going to keep having sex. And we have done, this is what I would say, if you're going to say anything. We have, at this point, we have done all of the things we're willing to do to accommodate you. Unfortunately, we're still too loud for you. From now on, take it up with the landlord or the city of New York. We're not going to do. We're not going to make any any uh, acquiescences anymore. We're done. And and here's why I would recommend. I I think what Moshe's saying is great, but it is for it is for an in person conversation because anything you write to them, they forward to the the landlord, That's and true. then That's they true. write something. You know, we had a dispute with a neighbor and they kept writing us these long ass letters that were Mm -hmm. like Adderall infused and like, I don't want to respond to these. I don't want to read these. And it's so much harder for these people to talk to you in person. So I would block their numbers. I would start running that bathroom fan again. And does it does it bother you, Sasha, to turn the guitar down or was that not a big deal to you? Like, does it cut into your lifestyle? I mean, yeah, a bit. Yeah. I, I just stopped playing for a while. I even asked her, the, uh, them for an alternative. Like what, what are some times that I, I could play? Yeah, and stuff what like did that. they say? And they, they offered no suggestion. They told uh, me they worked during the day. They teach during at night. No. And on the weekends, I guess they work and they teach. So no, wait, they, they work from home. They work from home during the day. Well, one of them does the other Nightmare. one. Yeah, no, this is Sasha. This, all this I offered, to your credit, it's not your fault. You didn't know you were dealing with unreasonable people. It's not your fault. Your parents named you Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> we just know that, like bad, like neighbors mad at you in New York couldn't really make your life hell. It's good, but they're already making your life hell, and they're That's not true. mad at That's you. True. Now they're making your life hell because they've got you bent bent over, and they're like, "We're gonna fucking, we can have our way with you. You do what we want." You, but, but you're in a negotiation. When can I play my guitar? When do you think it'll be okay for me to fuck? Sorry, we don't, we don't know. That's why I just think it's like change your attitude with them. Yeah, I you've think done so. everything you would do. Can, can you block their numbers? I, I suppose, yeah, or at least n- just like not answer if they ever reach out to us but again. I think Natasha's yeah, right. Have a conversation yeah. directly with them, saying, "Hey, sorry." Um, 
we just we've done everything we can to make I wouldn't get mad. I wouldn't do the thing where you're smile. All this stuff about what you're asking is unreasonable. Get rid of that because it's like they don't they're unreasonable people. They're not gonna be able to hear that. It's like talking to a drunk person and saying Mm -hmm. like you're being a little pushy. It's too late. You go, we've done we we've done we're we've done everything we can to accommodate your noise needs, and at this point we're not we're not gonna be doing anymore. So I'm so sorry. Sasha's gonna be playing his guitar again. And we're gonna be having sex. I really think you should like lean into that. We, we, I like we, that. And I, you could even go up and knock as a couple and just say it to one of them. Yeah, are they confrontational type of people, or no, do they seem like obviously squares? not? No, they're oh. not confrontational at all. They hardly come out of the house, and and that's what we've been wondering too. Is like what to say the next time we do cross them, like coming in the door yeah. or on hey, the street. Hey, how you guys doing? And and maybe 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 does it is it totally out of your comfort zone, you two, to like. Go upstairs, knock on the door, and say this as a couple. I mean, I guess we've got nothing to lose. It is a little out of our comfort zone, but it's like, very aggressive. I- but like, you got to shake it up a little bit. What they would love nothing, they would love nothing more than to get into a letter exchange with you two that lasts yeah. for the next six Natasha's months. Natasha's right. Natasha's That's right. exactly what they want. So it's like, don't give them that. No, no more letters. What they don't want is like your cute face smiling saying hey we just want you guys to know we got your note and say write the script exactly what Moshe said three things we've done everything we could we're not really willing to do anything Sasha's gonna be playing guitars we are gonna have to run the bathroom fan sometimes and anything more than that um and and we'll and add something like we'll continue to try to be mindful you know especially after what's the legal time 10 p.m you know like whatever it is and and just say okay and other than that, we, you know, we want to be good neighbors, but unfortunately, the way we live doesn't feel like it's really compatible with what you like noise-wise. Unfortunately, we're not going to be changing our lifestyle to accommodate that. So Anymore. Yeah. Because you guys have made ac- accommodations, and you guys do seem like cool people, and the last people didn't complain the about idea. you. This is like a type of person that is living above you. Telling somebody not to have sex with noise is like asking somebody not to eat shit. I mean, it doesn't make sense. It's like it's it's an. They un- did ask him. They asked him to not cover up his shit. Right. Shits. It's an unreasonable request, and you guys. But don't say that. Yes. No aggression. Just all love. Like, unfortunately, just that. The important message is: we're not going to do any more for you. We're actually going to go back to the way we used to live, and we're. They don't have to say. They can say Sasha's going to continue to play guitar. Right. And you know, and, and we'll you, continue to try to be mindful, and definitely keep our TV down we, after 10 p.m. We think that we're not being inconsiderate, I, and unfortunately, from this point on, any complaints you have, just send them to the landlord or the city. That's that was what I said to I, my neighbor, I, and I never heard from her again. You said it. Oh, she called the cops. I did hear from her again. She called the police, and they came. The police came with like a decibel meter. And they were laughing on the phone with me. They were going, they were like, we're at the, we're here where she says the complaint is. So it's just like, whatever. Maybe they'll call the police on, on you guys fucking. And then you guys can like give them a show too. Like couples fuck. What? It's like, I never understand this idea of moving to New York fucking city, New York city and expecting to have it sound like you're living in Iowa on Prairie Home Companion. Like they got to move. They claim to both be native New Yorkers. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. And and what can they say really back to you? You know, it's like you're fucked up. We're going to call the city. Great. I think that sounds like a good idea. Call the city. We want to be your friends, but unfortunately, we don't want to make our lives inconvenient in order to be good neighbors. We think we're good neighbors already. And I would also suggest having this talk at the door. You know, if they're like, "Oh, come in," and you're like. We actually, you know, we, we only have a few minutes, but we just, you know, we, we saw your note and we wanted to get back to you as soon as we could. 
I also don't think they'll continue to write notes because they know that if you write a note, every time you they they write, write a, a note, note, you're going to come gonna upstairs. Come. I mean, I, re- I I really have an instinct that this would help it. And yes, they're going to be pissed and they might call the city or whatever, but you guys aren't doing anything wrong. And if anything, your freaking landlord needs to put some crazy ass carpeting up there or something. Do like something, that. you know, it's, it's not your problem. Yeah. You guys keep fucking. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> try to try to do it, please. I really think it's going to work. And, okay. and and there's a very small possibility they'll turn violent and you guys No. Won't. But you know what? It's worth it. Our friend has a violent um, land uh, neighbor in New York. Is that right? Who's that? Oh, you don't want to tell me. Oh, yeah, right. That's true. Actually, that is true. We have a friend in New York who's got an unbelievably unreasonable neighbor in New York. And they're very aggressive. I mean, crazy aggressive. Come banging on the door anytime they hear someone walking in the apartment. And they dealt with that. And they now they've, they're just dealing with it. This is life in New York. You know what? New York. And it's not fair because it's it's like all the cutting corners that the landlords are doing. Right. That are making people n- unable to live civilized in, in their because it sucks. And they're lucky they don't have someone stomping above them, you know. And you, do, you, you, do you ever hear them? Oh, yeah. We hear them walking around all the time. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, and if they want to get into it, you say, yes, you know, we just, we've learned, we just have to eat it up. We hear you guys every single footstep, but you know, it's just something we deal with. Yeah. That's, that's life in the big city. And they'll go, we're natives. And you go, well, you're not acting like it. Maybe <laughs> Iowa, maybe Iowa would be a good choice for you. I mean, that's what you want to say. You'd be tempted to say, maybe this isn't the apartment for you, but that's too obnoxious. Does, our, think- does our friend get into writing matches with... I think they've been back and forth with this person so many different times. And now it's like, I went and stayed at his apartment in New York and he was like, um, he, uh, they might be looking at you as you go up the stairs. Don't worry about it. Just keep focused on that. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's like scary. Um, good luck, you guys. Thank you so much. Switch it up. It. Switch it up. Be aggressive. Be sweet. Short and sweet. Make it nice. We're calling the cops on you. Okay, pro- that's probably a good idea. Yep. See you guys later. Yep. Yep. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Keep shredding. Keep fucking. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I feel like my instinct is always to appease and accommodate. And I've just learned that that it actually makes things worse. It all is bad because this is probably not going to work either, but at least it's not going to work in their favor. Now that at this point, you don't point, think this is going to work? No. It'll at make th- them stop sending no, letters. No, it won't. But at this point, I don't think it will. At this point, though, now they get to live their life in their apartment. Exactly. Now they get to have an unreasonable neighbor in their apartment doing what they want, fucking playing guitar. Before they had an unreasonable neighbor and they were hiding in their own house. So at the point, exactly the point where you say, "I'm not going to accommodate you any longer. I'm so sorry." At least you're getting that back. Yeah, and then you just do what you want. Take the note, throw it in the garbage, ignore it. And if and if they're violating the law. The noise complaint laws, then the landlord will get involved or the city will get involved. We we had a neighbor, did I say this before, who sent a really long letter that the gardener needs to clean under the cars that are parked. In the alley next to our house. In the alley, like up the street. And I went and looked and it was like. There was like two leaves. It was a handful of leaves. And, and it's just like, oh, just ignore these people. They're crazy. And this woman has tried to contact us never given her a phone number. That's another thing. Like they don't never. have my phone yeah. number. And I think she just got tired of having to like scream outside the window to get our attention. You know who the culprit are? Why are, are there so many crazy people around us? You know who the culprit are? Who? 
old neighbors. Yeah, they they're suck. people. They suck. They don't like that the that their neighborhood is louder than they remember or whatever it is. They just want they want to feel like they're in a pasture, but they're not. They're mm-hmm. in the big city, and people have leaves. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do another call, huh? Shall we? Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know, I've been thinking about uh, cutting some expenses around here. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you it- think about not every time you go to a shoe store to buy six pairs? That is something I want to preserve to be able to do that. And the way that I'm going to offset that money is by getting rid of some of the superfluous subscriptions that I have in my life that I don't even know I have. Oh my God, I have so many of those. Rocket Money is here to help and you can try it free for 30 days. Everybody's talking about this. Do you know how much your subscriptions cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions. But they don't. With the actual total is closer to 200 And with us... I bet it's 500. I have like three subscriptions to Hulu, a, got a, a different email to Hulu Plus because I couldn't get in one day. You got a pandemic yoga subscription that you've never used. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place who doesn't want help not paying for things that they don't even know they're paying for rocket money simply find the subscription you don't want you press cancel rocket money will cancel it for you no more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back and forth rocket money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as the click Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash honeymoon. That's rocketmoney.com slash honeymoon. Rocketmoney.com slash honeymoon. I went there today. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know how dads don't get high, but they smoke marijuana products anyway? Uh, yeah. Well, anyway... If you've ever been too damn high, we want to recommend to you Dadgrass. It's like weed, except it doesn't get you all stony baloney. Dadgrass is legal, organic, smokable hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. They're 100% organic. Pre-roll joints are super low in THC, but high in CBD, so you can enjoy the effects of cannabis while keeping a clear head. Chill out without getting stoned to the bone. It's like having a glass of wine, but not the whole bottle. All Dad Grass products are federally legal for ages 18 and up, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Right now, Dad Grass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash honeymoon. Go to dadgrass.com slash honeymoon for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash honeymoon. Let's call Lainey. In Orange County. Beautiful Orange County. Behind the orange curtain. Oh, here comes Lainey. Lainey. Hey, Lainey, how you doing? How's that? Hey, Lainey. How's it going? No? Lainey. The one and only. Here comes the one and only Lainey. Ladies and gentlemen, I present Lainey. And without further ado. Can we make sure to cut all this out? Without further ado, here she is, folks. The person you've been waiting for this whole time, it's Lainey. I had another neighbor who said that my bush couldn't touch their bush. Like my tree was growing. That's why you shouldn't have been fucking your neighbor. (laughs) And they didn't want it. As soon as they touch leaves, they want it to be shaved. You're not even telling the craziest detail of the story. What? They said that. And then the gardener came and was like, can I show you something? A few months later... And all of the jasmine leaves, were, all the jasmine bushes were dead. 
And you said, how did they die? And he looked at you and he went, he nodded toward their house and said, poison. <laughs> they poisoned our fucking Jasmine. I mean, what can you do? It's, you it's... just got to ignore the people. I mean, our neighbors suck. I, I told the story. We're about surrounded the, by annoying I, old people. I told the story about the, the Hanukkah card, right? I must have. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. I'll tell it again. We got a Hanukkah. We, it was Hanukkah Christmas time. They sent us a holiday card. It said, printed on the card, it said happy holidays. It was a happy holidays card. They crossed the words holidays out and hand wrote Christmas. They know we're Jews. These are the kind of people we're dealing with here. All the young people are cool, but there are definitely three sets of elderly people who are just always have an issue. They're just complaining about shit, calling the city. They got a fucking, they have a, they have a note. On fr- in the front of their house, those crazy neighbors, to the walkers of dogs talking about the ammonia content in urine <laughs> and how uh, and the spiritual ethics of not allowing someone to pee in front of their... It's just like, who got time? Although we do have these young neighbors across the street, and I, I, I've never, I know I've never talked about this. There's this... Where the pool, crazy pool lady used to live, the mm-hmm. angry pool pump lady, these people moved in they remodeled the house. They moved in. This lesbian couple, very nice. But I'm convinced that they are Russian spies because they don't ever come out of their house. I've seen them once. They were very nice. Hold on, Lainey. Hold on. This is really important. You look so cool, and I want to get into talking about it with you. But, Lainey, we think we have Russian spies living in our neighborhood because they don't come out of their house. Their car is always gone. They're Shades are always drawn, and I think they're spies like in the Americans. What are, are they spying on us? No, they're spying on the United States. Why, if your job was to spy on the United States, why would you never draw your own curtains? I mean, they're always curtains? they're always closed. No, I know, but why would you never open your? Because they're curtains? in there doing spy shit, like what? Drinking vodka, um, communicating with the Kremlin, stuff like that. Possibly. All right, Lainey, how are you? You're the coolest looking guest we've had in a while. Moshe where, thinks anyone with a chest tattoo is cool. So. Yeah. Where do you camp at Burning Man, Lenny? Oh, we can't poke yet? What? I haven't gotten my stick and poke. Did I ever talk about I wanted to do it? <laughs> Don't do it, honey. I wanted my childhood yeah, initials. Across your chest. Yeah. I, I have a stick and poke. It actually doesn't look too bad. It looks cool. You She's look cool. She's a good one. Nobody could, nobody could complain that Lainey doesn't look cool. No, Lainey, you look cool. What's like going it. on? How can we help? So my partner and I, one of the first things we connected on was that uh, neither of us wanted to get married unless financially necessary. And as of late, he has decided to start calling me his wife and make jokes like, oh, now that we're married, we're really stuck, aren't we? And I'm like, what plane of existence are you on? Because that's not the reality that I'm living in. Why is he saying that? Have you ever asked him? So I brought it up and he said that he feels like we practically are married now because we are thinking about moving across the country, buying a house. Understandable. Also, I'm 29. He's 30. So I don't know if it's like an age thing. (laughs) It's probably difficult for you guys even to communicate with the age gap between the two of you. I mean, it's like it's almost like you're dating a person from another another realm, you know, (laughs) to be 30 and 29. You're staring at each other from across the Gulf. No, but I mean, like people our age, like they're all they're starting to get married, which is totally fine. But obviously, that's not for us. Like my theory on it is I've been through so many terrible relationships. Like 
if you want to leave, you can always leave. And it's way harder to get a divorce than it is to just walk out. So, Lainey, let me get this straight. I'm getting married. You, so you don't want him to marry you or you don't want to marry him. I wouldn't mind marrying I'm, I'm very much in love with him. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't want him to one day regret the fact that he married me when there's so many possibilities out there. <laughs> what? Lainey, I'm Lainey. his first girlfriend also. Oh, well, that is new information. I, I, just, I just can't tell if you don't want him to have the privilege of saying you guys are married when you're not or that you're like, wait, bro, I don't want to marry you. Right. So I'm, here's what I'm noticing, Lainey, so far. I've noticed a lot. I feel like I, I keep psychoanalyzing you, but then you say something that throws my analysis <laughs> off. But like, f- like first of all, um, you've now given three different, and I would say conflicting reasons why you don't want to get married or why marriage is not for you. One was that it's so difficult to break up. One is that you don't want him to regret marrying you. And one is that you're, it's not your, your vibe. It's not your style. Right? Like originally I thought, I don't think it's not my, or wait, marriage is not my vibe. Right. He's my vibe. (laughs) Yeah. I got it. I got it. But like, so originally I thought, because you, you use the word partner to describe him, and I have bad news for you. In the New Yorker Guide to Etiquette, one of the new <laughs> rules is that heterosexual couples are not allowed to use um, a partner unless they're trying to get something. I don't know what they meant by that. But anyway, I'm just kidding. Really? What, what I, well, that, what, I think they were being snarky. But I think that, the, that my first vibe was, is there something about the... Oh, because I'm looking at you, I'm making assumptions based on your look and your vibe, that there's something about the kind of patriarchal ownership, like I'm throwing a lasso around you by calling you that, that was bothering you. Is that true? Is there anything true about that? Uh, Probably. He's a white veteran, so probably. (laughs) He's a white veteran? (laughs) Veteran at 29. So, I mean, this is very simple to solve, actually. I mean, but but it's not sim- simple to understand because you keep saying these different reasons why you don't like this stuff. What's the, what's really, because like, okay, here's what I really thought. You said it's not our vibe. It's clearly more his vibe than it is your vibe, or he wouldn't be saying, this is my wife. It is might it- be his way of testing the waters to see if you're down. Yeah, it feels to me like you're saying, this isn't our vibe, honey, and he's kind of, trying to say actually it sort of is my vibe (laughs) possibly i guess i could bring that up i think for me i've just seen so many including my own parents my parents are still together i can't 100 percent say if they truly love each other or if they're just so close of friends now that they're like screw it we'll go to bed together Mm -hmm. but like I've been in those situations. Of course, he's never experienced it. So I think that's my confliction is like, I don't, not that I don't think I would ever feel stuck, but it's like, I don't want to end up somewhere where someone ends up hating me or I end up hating them. I mean, you have to get over this like, oh, there's so many other people he could be with. Like, uh, what do you want? What do you want? Do you want to get married to him because you love him so much? Do you want to see where it goes? Maybe you want to say to him, hey, hun, you know, marriage is a big deal to me and we're not married, but like, let's see how it goes in a, in a year. Let's see where we're at in a year. Is that what you want to say to him? I think it's to see where it goes. Like, uh, I know in one of your last episodes, y'all were joking about uh, 
people having separate bedrooms and we're actually the house that we're looking at. We're looking at having three plus bedrooms. So each of us can have our separate bedrooms. Plus I took a note from you about separate bathrooms. Mm. So I told him it has to have two plus bathrooms. <laughs> so you're going to have your own bedroom and then a third room, the, the fuck room, the stick and poke. <laughs> the, the, the stick and poke lounge. together room and then the hangout by ourselves room. I mean, listen, <laughs> uh, in, in, in one way, this is very simple. You just say to him directly, hey, it bothers me a little bit when you uh, do the wife jokes because I'm not your wife and I and I don't know if that's something I ever want to be to anybody because... But let's some, see. But don't... Here's the thing, though. He might be testing the waters and guys don't usually ask you to marry them unless they know you're going to say yes. So if you're really combative about it, you're going to totally scare him off. Well, he she doesn't want to get married. I would she say... She does like him, though. I would she say, might want to in a year. I would say you're not a sure thing when it comes to popping the question. That's the energy I'm getting from you right now. Well, I will say every morning, like he sends me good morning texts. We joke with each other that we're both the hottest bitches alive. Like I tell him how much I'm proud of him, how much I love him. Like there's no question about my commitment with him. It's just that extra step of like the cost of if we do break up now, we're both going to have to divide our belongings. We're both going to have to do this. We're both going to have to do this. Totally. I no. I, you're not giving an impression that you don't like the guy. I think we. It's clear that you love him and and want to be with him. I think what I'm receiving from you is that for you, and I don't actually think for him, especially when you drop the old "I'm his first relationship bomb." He, <laughs> you've got baggage around this whole concept of of marriage and getting married, which is very understandable. It's a baggage addled for. 50,000 reasons. You've got emotional baggage. You've got societal patriarchal baggage. You've got, I'm going to get, it sounds like a little bit, a teeny bit of self-esteem baggage about this idea that he could be with someone else. You've got this mess. uh, It's kind of like the snake that is um, tangled up on your chest. This mess (laughs) of conflicting feelings about, about marriage and blah, blah, blah. You should just tell him that. I've got this mess of conflicted feelings about the concept of marriage. Part of it feels a little bit sexist. Part of it feels like scary to commit to someone because I've seen relationships fall apart. Part of it feels like I, you're my, you're, I'm, I'm your first girlfriend, so I think there, it's inevitable that you'll want someone else, and I know that that's crazy, but that's how I feel. And so those kind of jokes... I, make, was, your, I was your first girlfriend. That is true. That is true. Are and you I never fr- said that shit to you. Oh. I know you're going to want someone else. Why would you say that to somebody? That's actually the exact. So when he was in the army, he was fucking around all day, every day. Mm. So like, that's the thing. Like, it's not the first girl he's ever like been intimate with or ever like felt feelings for. I'm just the first girl that's actually been like, I fucking believe in you. Like, let's do this. Yeah. Listen, marriage is a privilege. And it's like, he has not earned that privilege. You have not, you've not gone through that yet. And so, you know, you can just say like, can you not call me that? Like, I'm your girlfriend and maybe one day I'll be your wife. I don't know. But, you know, right now I have and then say all the things Moshe said. I have this little bit of baggage with some past relationships and expectations and et cetera. But let's just I really am in love with you. You're a what did you say? A badass bitch. You're the sexiest bitch on the planet. Sexiest bitch on the planet. And let's let's see where we're at, because it sounds like. Sounds like you guys are about to move in together, right? Oh, yeah. We've been living separately for the last three years. That's a huge deal. So, like, let's see where we're at in a year, and then maybe you can earn the right to call me your wife. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like I keep saying, on the one hand, this is very simple. You just say, I'm a little triggered when you do the wife jokes. I know you don't mean anything. You, I know you're being sweet about it, but it brings up all this stuff for me. The, the complicated part is when we hang up here and after you have that conversation, because he's just going to go, oh, okay, sorry. 
is you getting to through the tangle of what it is that this is bringing up for you because you're saying all these different things none of them are really what marriage is supposed to be if you ever get into by the way don't get married ever i mean that's your totally your call but you don't want to not get married because you're running from some kind of like weird trauma or some kind of weird self-esteem thing you want to not get married because you don't want to get married because it's it's true for you and right for you not because you're afraid of what it would mean or blah 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 so in the meantime i you know Get through that tangle. Go to a therapist. Find find out why it is that this is so triggering for you. I don't think marriage is for everybody. I kind of agree with you that getting a divorce is such a weird... It would always felt weird to me to like have to ask the government if I could break up with somebody. I, <laughs> I, I get that. But figuring out why that is and where you're at with that, I think would be, would be good for step two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More than likely, yes. And, That's and- probably first step. And, and getting in touch with what you want. And also, it's making you kind of, I don't know if it's making you cringe or stand on edge when he says wife. So just have him stop. And say, also, by the in way. In a nice way. This dude's like an army guy. Like, I don't know. I'm sure he's got tattoos too. But it seem, my guess is that you're prob- he's probably a little bit more of a square than you. And 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 that you're you're like the you're the kind of countercultural weirdo in the relationship, and so he's probably going like, "Good, gosh, aren't I being sweet by saying she's my wife?" You know, he's like sucking on a piece of uh, wheat that he just plucked out of his <laughs> childhood field or whatever. He doesn't know. He's just like thinks he's being sweet. And for you, you've got all this stuff going on because you're like maybe a little more attuned to the, that kind of language. So you just got to educate him a little bit. But this is my final thought. The fact that he's your first boyfriend, you can look no, at No, she's his first boyfriend. Uh, what? No. Girlfriend. I mean, she's his first girlfriend. His That's what I'm saying. Right. Fa- did I say it wrong? Okay. <laughs> the fact that you're his first you're his first significant relationship, you can choose to look at that in two ways. One is, oh, I'm the first one of many and he's only going to find a another mm-hmm. stop next. Or you can look at it as, wow, of all the fucking around he did when he was in the army, of all the women he met in the world, he finally found somebody that's special enough, that's cool enough, that's what the sexiest bitch on the planet enough for him to get off the hedonic treadmill of being perpetually single and stick around. It's not that you're one of many, it's that you're the ultimate. And you are the ultimate. Do you guys have pet names for each other? Do you call each other babe or honey or anything like that? I call him baby a lot. Um, he, he calls I you sir, don't right? Prefer pet he calls you cor- I, corporal <laughs> calls you maverick. Well, I was just thinking like honey, yeah. Lieutenant. <laughs> honey's very domestic. I don't know. Maybe you could like give him a little bit of that wife thing he wants without oh. him saying wife, you know, like maybe there's, uh, I, I don't know. Just, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. You don't like pet names. Is that what you said? I've never been one for pet names just because I haven't heard a good one yet, but I do call him baby quite often. Okay. So (laughs) just based on that, I now know what's up. You're wound up really tight around relationships, Lainey, and you're wound up really tight for a reason that makes sense is because the world is weird and sexist and can be difficult. And you want to be the controller of the way that that things are are referred to and the way that you're thought of and the way that you're the way that you are loved you want to be in control of that i'm getting that from you and i think that's good and i think that's cool but i think there's part of it that is probably not serving you and i think that's the part you have to get 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 to the bottom of what's going on and then get rid of that at some point so first say don't call me wife call me i don't know what instead and then i think your the work is to figure out why 
All right. Well, good luck, Lainey. Thank you. Thank you both. I think you're cool. <laughs> In fact, I think you're the what? The sexiest bitch. bitch hottest, on, bitch. hottest bitch on the planet. I can't say it. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Bye, hon. I think Tasha is the hottest bitch alive. Goodbye. I would agree. Thank I agree. Yeah. I agree. Hey, and no tattoos. I did it without tattoos, Mosh. I know. It's crazy. Thank you. Every time I look at your pure um, milky body and your perky nipples with no stick and poke on them, I think to myself, this is the hottest bitch alive right here. Sometimes I think I would have more friends if I did have tattoos, though. <laughs> really? Yeah, because like, people would be like, whoa, like like mo- other moms. Like Sometimes it's hard to... like become friends with other moms but i feel like what if you I, think they look at you and go like oh who's a square no but i think if i had tattoos people are yeah. so dumb collectively that natasha they like, you're ridiculous you think when you walk in with your uh medallion that says nat- natty legs on it and like a a, a, a faux fur a mink cape and a fendi bag and like gigantic oversized jaja gabor sunglasses People are like, who's the, who brought the square to the party? No, I don't think they think... I'm just saying tattoos are a shortcut. All right. No, I'm saying you're Lainey, a shortcut. Lainey looked good. No, I'm saying... What I'm saying is you're so... You are so glamorous and alluring Oh, maybe that's why moms don't in, talk to me. Probably more that than them going like, she's not cool enough. Nobody has ever looked at you and thought, hmm, if only she had some more intrigue to her. All right. Well, listen, if you'd like to talk to us about your intrigue or lack of it... Uh, send us an email at endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail. You can also leave a secret on our secret dump hotline, 213-222-8608. Follow us on Instagram and also subscribe to our Patreon. It's ad-free and we have a series of events that we are putting on for our Patreon subscribers. Yeah, that's right. And we've also been doing some uh, interesting things. We're um, helping people with their dating profiles. That's and true. actually someone said they finally got a date. Oh, hell yeah. We got some... Based on our notes. Probably some live dates coming up. I know I'm in D.C. in March, so go to our collective websites. Uh, goodbye, Natasha. And by the way, yeah, I freaking love you, bro. I love you, too.